This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, April 22nd, 2023. This week in security news. On 10 occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters. Most important for this report, initially last Saturday and then again on Wednesday of this week. Alert USA subscribers were informed of security alerts issued by the U.S. Embassy in Khartoum, Sudan, warning Americans in the country to shelter in place as an attempted coup plays out. The fighting in the Sudanese capital and elsewhere in the country is the result of a power struggle within the nation's military leadership. The clashes are between the regular Sudanese army and a large paramilitary force called the Rapid Support Force. Both groups were previously allies, together having seized power from a civilian government in a 2021 coup. Now they're fighting each other, with tensions over the integration of the paramilitary force into the regular army. Sudan's capital, Khartoum, and its sister cities, Omdurman and Bari, have been rocked by fierce battles. More than 300 people have died in the fighting, and another 3,200 more have been wounded. One of the deceased was an American citizen. According to Wednesday's embassy alert, in addition to the ongoing fighting, there are also reports of assaults, home invasions, and looting. U.S. citizens are strongly advised to remain indoors and shelter in place until further notice. Satellite images published on Monday and Tuesday of this week show 19 planes and one helicopter damaged at Khartoum's International Airport, as well as Moreau Air Base, 200 miles north of the capital. Key infrastructure has also been damaged in the fighting, including Kobar Bridge near the airport, which connects north and south Khartoum. Several nations are preparing for emergency evacuation of their citizens, including Germany, France, South Korea, Japan, and the U.S. According to a statement released by the Pentagon, quote, The Department of Defense, through U.S. Africa Command, is monitoring the situation in Sudan and conducting prudent planning for various contingencies. As part of this, we are deploying additional capabilities nearby in the region for contingency purposes related to securing and potentially facilitating the departure of U.S. Embassy personnel from Sudan if the circumstances require it. To this end, using the public flight tracker ADSB Exchange, on Thursday alone, Alert USA counted more than one dozen U.S. Air Force C-17A military transports flying into and out of nearby Camp Lemonnier in Djibouti. There are currently 70 U.S. Embassy staffers stranded in Khartoum, as well as an estimated 16,000 Americans in the country, many of them dual citizens. NBC News is reporting that around 500 of those American citizens have been in touch with the embassy, and as of Wednesday, 55 have requested evacuation. Japan, South Korea, Germany, and Spain have also been unable to evacuate embassy staff. An interesting aspect to the current Sudan conflict are the ties with Russia's Wagner Group. It is reported that Russia's oligarch, Yevgeny Prigozhin, owner of the Wagner Group, is also owner of several companies operating Sudan's most lucrative gold mines. The revenue generated from these operations is also reported to be used to help fund Russia's war effort in Ukraine. Small world, huh? Speaking of which, this week the U.S. hosted the 11th meeting of the Ukraine Defense Contact Group at Ramstein Air Base in Germany. As a reminder, this group, an alliance of 54 countries, supports the defense of Ukraine by sending military equipment and other supplies. At the conclusion of this week's meeting, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley provided a conflict update. The following is a portion of General Milley's comments. 421 days ago, Putin thought he could overthrow the Ukrainian government, thought he could fracture NATO as he launched an unprovoked war of aggression with hundreds of thousands of Russian forces crossing the border on multiple 
avenues of approach. He was wrong. Ukraine's spirit remains unbroken. There are now 31 members of NATO, and NATO is even stronger and united in the face of Russia's aggression and its attack on the rules-based order. The United States and the members of this contact group remain committed to supporting Ukraine as it fights for freedom against Russia's illegal and unprovoked invasion. To date, the United States has committed more than $35 billion in military assistance, including over 2 million tank and artillery rounds, tens of thousands of anti-armor weapon systems, air defense systems, and other forms of munitions, hundreds of tanks and armored vehicles, precision aerial munitions, and counter UAS capabilities. In addition, there's about 2,500 Ukrainian soldiers conducting training right now in Germany. Another 8,800, almost 9,000, have completed training and have returned to Ukraine. And there are 65 Ukrainians that completed training on Patriot missile systems just recently. Since the early phases of this war, and for every month since, the United States has provided Ukraine with the capabilities to defend itself. And in conjunction with our allies and partners, we have delivered. This coalition will continue to provide vital training and additional capabilities for air defense and maneuver to enable Ukraine's ongoing fight. Air defense munitions, air defense capabilities, tank munitions, armored vehicle capabilities, artillery ammunition, artillery tubes and rockets, and spare parts remain critical as Ukraine protects its cities and expels the Russian menace from its territory. Our countries and the countries of Europe have pledged that Ukraine will have the capabilities it needs to execute their missions on their own timeline. And we have pledged that support for as long as it takes, as the Secretary just said. This week, the United States announced our latest security assistance package as part of our ongoing commitment to Ukraine. As we stand here today, the Ukrainian military continues to perform very well. Intense fighting in and around Bakhmut continues and has for several months. Russia is expending significant manpower for very little gain. Russia is intensifying indiscriminate shelling in Advika and other cities and urban areas. And Russia continues to pay severely for its war of choice. Unlike Ukrainian forces who are highly motivated to fight for their country, to fight for their freedom, their democracy, and their way of life, the Russians lack in leadership, they lack will, the morale is poor, and the discipline is eroding. Russia has resorted to tightening conscription laws as they indiscriminately feed their citizens into the chaos of war. And so far, they've been quite ineffective in the coordination or direction of combined arms maneuver on the battlefield. Over the past year, Russia's temporary territorial gains have come with enormous losses. Hundreds of thousands of Russians have fled their country in addition to the casualties. They are trying to avoid fighting in Putin's war. Russia continues to fail in achieving its strategic objectives. They failed to seize Kyiv, they failed to topple the Ukrainian government, and they failed to fracture NATO. In fact, they've done just the opposite. Kyiv stands, the people of Ukraine are emboldened, and NATO has never been stronger. As President Biden and Secretary Austin have repeatedly said, the United States remains committed for as long as it takes. In related news, on Tuesday of this week, Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman warned an annual NATO arms control conference in Washington 
that the U.S. and its NATO allies must remain alert for signs that Vladimir Putin could use a tactical nuclear weapon in a, quote, managed escalation of his war in Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg, who joined Sherman in opening the conference, called Putin's plans to place tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus part of a years-long pattern of dangerous, irresponsible nuclear rhetoric that intensified with the brutalization of Ukraine. Next up, in travel security news, in addition to the U.S. Embassy security alerts mentioned earlier in this report, Alert USA once again reminds listeners of two U.S. government-issued warnings on threats to the homeland, as well as U.S. citizens and interests abroad. The first is a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin warning that lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs, as well as foreign terrorist organizations, continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. The second is a U.S. State Department worldwide caution warning of the continued threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. According to the cautionary statement, Current information suggests that terrorist organizations continue to plan terrorist attacks against U.S. interests in multiple regions across the globe. These attacks may employ a wide variety of tactics to include suicide operations, assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, and bombings. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders to include Mexico and the Caribbean should set aside some time to look into the safety and security aspects of your trip. At a minimum, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as the content of security assessments often vary. Links to those foreign government sites can be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the embassy in your destination country. The STEP program can also make it significantly easier for the embassy to contact you in an emergency. All of this is easy, it's free, and considering the increase in tensions around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of the resources. If you would like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in this podcast, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, April 22, 2023.